0: From the Willamette Valley, in America's Great Pacific Northwest, you are listening to The Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening, in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Well, hello everyone, and thank you for tuning in Or. tuning in again. Before we get started, I would like to send out my thank yous to the uh, country of the, the Netherlands and Australia. I wanted to thank you for listening. Thank you both for your continued support. It's greatly appreciated. And this is going to be episode 201, Psychology. Be angry at stupid, but proactive with crazy. 31, 20, 13. We're going to be giving away an ounce of gold soon That we aren't There'll be much more information on this later One thing that really hit me hard Was, of course, in the news And it was all over the news um, The girl, the 20-year-old girl Kaylin Gillis who was uh, shot and killed by a uh, a man who is uh, suffering from uh, mental illness Kevin Monahan and of course in the media and such they always have to say they have to say alleged, but we knew he did it there's that's a given and actually it was her boyfriend who was driving the car at the time and he's he's damn lucky he didn't get killed as well and to put this in put this in some kind of perspective of course when someone is killed at least i tend to scrutinize it. I'll say what you will or what you want about that, but that's who I am. That's what I do. I believe that there's a hell of a lot of people who die needlessly and this is one of them. But I also believe that there are people, as John Wayne said once, that They are alive simply because it's illegal to shoot them. And that is the case for many. Um, But uh, past a certain point, there is stupid, and then there is crazy. And you have to have different means of dealing with those two different aspects. It's not a one-size-fits-all deal. But getting back to her just for a moment, what I think is doubly the tragedy here is that um, she was only 20 years old. She had her whole life ahead of her. And then it's gone. And that is a damn shame. It's terrible and it's a damn shame. But, nature and circumstances, as I've said many times, it isn't fair. Because, that's just the way it is. I know for some people, that may be a very bitter pill to swallow. I'm sure for her parents it is. But it is what it is. Now, <clears throat> oftentimes when this kind of thing does occur, the perpetrator of the crime never has to worry about being Brought to any kind of justice Because there is uh, A shootout inevitably with police And uh, the police Who are More often than not Trigger happy And uh, apparently they think They're the wild west And that they're wired erp And uh, Yeah perpetrators are dead. I mean, they just had a <clears throat> they just had a killing here of again another deranged man. Now, in this case, in this case he was a deranged man with a gun and he had already threatened other people, held them up at gunpoint. I mean the guy was obviously dangerous And so they They took him out It does make one wonder though That especially when you are Engaged you're supposed to be a professional With your, your tool that would be your gun Why does it always have to resort to killing them? You know Putting like 20, 30 or more fucking rounds into somebody. You know. You almost get the feeling as though okay, you got a an obviously mentally ill deranged person with a weapon. Hell, it may only be a knife by comparison. And but they don't do anything to incapacitate. I mean, I would be willing to bet you if they did what I wanted and what I think should be done. It's like only again, in the most absolute extreme cases, your job is to incapacitate, that is to put them down. That doesn't mean with a headshot or multiple headshots. Yeah, that puts them down permanently. I'd say, no, no, no. You can put them down with leg shots. I say, now, sometimes there are some extreme cases where it still might be warranted, you know, but, uh, you know, you, you shoot a guy in the leg two, three, okay, four times, um... Yeah, especially one in the knee area. They're not going to be able to run towards anything. They're not going to be running anywhere. They're going down. They might crawl. They might crawl around some, but they're not running towards you. By that time, you got your back up. You could literally, you could literally throw a net over them. I'm just saying. In my opinion. There's way too many many of these guys with guns that think they're wired up, and this is the okay corral. So, but in this case, getting back to this guy, um, that didn't happen, and um, you know, he's gone to trial and going through the whole process. And this guy, apparently, he had had an altercation. At the motor vehicle department, like a week before or something. And that got, he got really angry and was uncooperative. So, you know, he went storming out of the place. And you can tell that's my point. That's the thing. There are people that you want to make a mental note of make a legal note, to do something that they are not stable. And you know the type. You know who I'm talking about. And then we had another case. Um, These things happen in rapid succession. We just had this, this girl, very young girl, And she was, this was in Texas at an HEB supermarket. And she just accidentally, I've, hell, I've done that myself. She accidentally got into the wrong car because it looked exactly like her car. I felt foolish. I go to grab the handle. Usually it's locked. And I say, what the hell? And then I look inside and it isn't exactly my stuff. And then I feel like a fool because... I tried to get into the wrong car, but this car was open, and then there was some man sitting in the passenger seat, and uh, she—they said she apologized, and and you know was backing away. And he shot shot at her. They didn't kill her, but still. And let's see. Beyond that, we had um, this other guy who uh, was a wanted criminal cuz he had attacked his girlfriend with a mini sledgehammer just a week prior to this but it was something as simple as a uh, kids are playing basketball and the basketball bounced onto their property or their lawn or something and now this guy is a fugitive at least he was it's a few hours ago i got this guy who's a fugitive because he shot several people, including a, a six-year-old girl and her parents and a friend and it just goes on and on. Now, I don't know about you, but what that tells me is that we, what we have here is um, we have a combination of several dysfunctional things going on at the same time. And that does not spill, that is not good. In this case, we're talking crazy. So that means that to a certain extent, every single time you walk out your door, well, just imagine that not only is the world crazy, but it just got a little tiny bit crazier each time each damn time you walk out isn't that isn't that something to contemplate now <clears throat> i don't know about you but i don't like it um that's not going to keep me From doing what it is I need to do in life I just go about it a little bit differently But what I'm trying to say That in my opinion Not just for the case of sensationalism I think there is something to the argument That uh, the world has gone crazy And it is getting crazier with each passing day. And then there's two reactions to this. Um, There's the flight or fight action, reaction. And if that's not an option, well, then you have more of a, I guess you'd call it a hunker down reaction reaction so it's sort of a hair trigger on you and that you respond to anything out of the ordinary and then you develop your own hair trigger for anything that seems unusual so that's what i mean when i'm saying to you that it's it's you know self perpetualizing but there is a difference between What is stupid and can actually cause this to happen? And then there is just, you know, dealing with crazy. So, what I'm saying is, my contention, is that one is beginning the other. And that is something that I have said before the more people that you put in to a given space they just simply become crazy and some people have a greater tolerance for for those conditions than others now, this this fellow who did the shooting in the case of this girl, this Kevin Monahan guy, um, it's been known in his case for some time that he's not playing with the full deck. He is real asocial. He is very. Um, he's been very vocal. About basically, you know, being that way of being a social and argumentative, the you know something, something's not right up there, whatever that may be, and it may simply just be that some people just have uh, an even tighter threshold on what they can handle as far as other people are concerned. Because we're all individuals in that respect. Some people, for instance, um, and this has been checked cross-culturally, because, for instance, many Americans or many people from around the world, um, simply assume they erroneously assume that all Mexicans all that they can just eat the most insane hottest hottest foods there are and actually that's not so I have met several Mexican people and they cannot stand hot spicy food and I would joke with them And I rib them, and I say, well, some damn Mexican you are. You don't want any jalapenos or any? And they just laugh it off. And so, you know, to make that assumption, well, I'm the ass. The mistake is on me. Well, it's the same thing as other behaviors are concerned as well. And that includes... Sociable agree, agreeableness. Social agreeableness, social agreeableness—how well one gets along with others—and apparently, this Kevin guy, uh, this is the man that that did shoot this young woman. Getting along with anybody. So, this manifested itself, though, a long time ago. You know, he, he hadn't been acting this way just for like a week. This has, been, this has been going on for quite some time. So, in other words, the signs of dysfunction and crazy, they were there. But that's just it. It's when people... ...aren't paying attention. They're, they're just not. So, when you have something... ...and it's just, you know, I'm taking my hand... ...and making that, that motion over my head as I speak to you. And you probably know what I'm talking about. When you say to someone as a figure of speech... You're talking to them, and, you, and you're like, "Oh, the guy couldn't figure it out." And you know, you no, know, over his head. You hopefully I'm conveying this well. It's not visual. I know on a TV screen. That's why radio was so great. That because you can, you can conjure your own images of someone doing that. But you should know what the hell I'm I'm trying to do. I mean, it's over their head. Well, that's what I mean. There's just so much that's going on over the head. And um, you end up with, this is, well, this is what you end up with. You end up with all of these people because what they had in common was extremely... A social behavior in all the in all these cases of the things that I mentioned, if you look and examine all of them, they all have the same symptomatology. There's something you almost know almost immediately that there's something wrong with them. That's why when mothers, even who they have babies that are just babies, you know, few months old, and that can be expanded to six months, okay, a year, and they know what should be going on, they know, they know intuitively, and they know, even from that young age, and I'm talking about babies that turn into, physically that turn into children who have any number of mental disorders, everything from Asperger's syndrome to mental retardation, just so many other factors. But one big One big thing that runs through all of them Is when they're not Responding To the mother They're not responding to the common stimuli Babies are supposed to be They can be laughing and giggling And you're trying to connect with them And play with them And when they're not doing that And they're looking They'll look at anything in the room But you Then you know There you go they're off to the races. Something's wrong, and if things haven't radically changed in a, you know, in a couple of years, then you know you, you've got some pretty good indications of something that's wrong. Because unlike wine, it doesn't get better with age. Typically, actually, it gets worse. And in the case of these. Men, in the case, if you look at the history, whenever, whenever this may have occurred, sometimes, sometimes, you can have huge personality changes that do occur after a dramatic head injury. That has been known to occur, both good and bad. Most often than not, unfortunately, it's bad. A completely normal guy. One day, whatever he was doing with his life, and um, you know, accident happened, and car accident, whatever caused it. But he had, uh, you know, big time. He had head trauma, and physically he looks fine, but he's become a raging asshole. A huge 180 degree change in his personality okay but the real tragedy here is how this is we don't notice it or we don't want to notice it we just stand there and it gets worse and worse and worse and the outcome is predictable that there in other words the outcome being there is a very very high Probability that something bad is going to come from this person And they really shouldn't be out loose in society So, for instance Take this case from Michigan <clears throat> This girl that, uh, you know, essentially died for nothing You know, other than being in the wrong place Around the wrong crazy person at the wrong time could have been anyone you have a guy who was he was looking he was basically in his mind wanting and looking to shoot someone didn't matter who I'm pretty certain for that matter might have been hell it might have even happened if it was a cop I think it could have even happened if it was a cop. Cop just wanted to momentarily use his wide, his driveway or whatever, just as a turnaround. Then we could have had a, a, once again, a very different outcome. But the point is to this I'm saying these kinds of incidents with this one. And then the girl I just mentioned in Texas, who was at the HEB supermarket, she accidentally gets into the or opens the driver's door to the wrong car. There's a guy sitting there, and he shot her, and I believe shot someone else. The guy's sitting there with a gun. There are all these. It's like walking through, you know, as far as the insanity is concerned, it's like walking through a minefield. As walking through a field of snakes, you might walk through fine, <laughs> but it seems like the cruel thing is with every passing season. And you, by the way, to get to wherever you need to get for water, food, whatever you, let just stipulate that you've got to walk through this field, and every every season. Or month or whatever the case may be, it's in the tropics. But it just gets you know every every month they it's like they, I don't know, they multiply, or someone takes another bucket of snakes and says, Okay, well, we only had three fatalities this week, but we're gonna release here's another five-gallon bucket full of snakes. <laughs> And because God damn it, we want to, we want to see some people bit. We want to capture it on film, <laughs> and of course the media, of course they have a field day with this. Well, what I'm talking about is you're dealing with uh, a, a big increase in mental illness and. What do you do about it? Well, when you ask that question, you can ask, do you mean, if someone says to be earnest, when I ask this question, I say, well, when you say what to do about it, do you mean what should we do for society about it or for you personally? Because society, well, that's, that's one direction. That's one uh, set of uh, things that you can do. It's one methodology. And then if it's personal, then that's a whole different set of methodologies. They have, they diverge. There's two different, wildly different actions that you, you need to do. I know them both. On the personal level, well, that is personal to you and your situation. So that's why, one of the reasons at least, why I don't talk about that at this time, at this episode, at this show, because it is an individual situation. That is something that you, for your personal life, you would have to talk to me about that personally. I'm not adverse to that. But it is all personal, as far as that's concerned. Societal, that's different. That can be a subject in and of itself for another episode, if you'd like. But that, the tragedy of all this, because the media, if you watch them, the media focuses on the emotional element of every story like this. Because that's what they do. It's their job. They say their job is to report the news. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. Their job is to get ratings through sensationalism that's their job and they will depending on the story if it's an open and shut case or not depending on whatever it is but you know they will bleed that story dry and take it as far as they can they will squeeze that lemon for what it's worth until they can't get another damn drop out of it so Some lemons they get are little tiny lemons and some of them are gigantic, big, huge, juicy lemons. Way back several, several years ago, the OJ trial and all the sensationalism with that. Now that was a huge lemon. That was actually many lemons. Because they they built and squeezed that For Christ for months Again, soap opera folks This here, not so much They They could run with this for a while But overall, not so much Honestly, it's just a very, very sad story Of what happens When just regular folks running their day-to-day lives encounter crazy. And this is why, as I've said many times, that you don't want to be at least not on... You don't want to be on crazy's terms when you engage with crazy. That is the worst position to be in. You... Don't want to have to negotiate with crazy. Bad idea. Bad things happen. And like I said, there are ways to, well, not only avoid it in your life. I mean, you can, depending if you've had to deal with a lot of crazy shit, Depending on certain factors, you can completely eliminate it. I'm not talking about there's old crazy and there's new crazy. The old crazy, you can get rid of it. I know how to do that, too. But anything new, potentially new, well, that is a different strategy. And that's something else that can be discussed at another time. The problem is, though, no one here, because they are so hurried and so frazzled all the time, that it's, it's hard to come up with a coherent plan when you can't remember anything past 15 minutes. Hence the meaning of, you know, the joke of saying, oh yeah, the blonde, yeah, she. Uh, I'm sure she's going to do well in med school, you know. She's got the attention span of a canary. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. And you know how you can test yourself to see if what I just said to you is true? Is I had asked... At the beginning of this show, I'd asked you to uh, remember that I was going to state that I was giving something away here, and I said I'd come back to it, very beginning of the show, something I was giving away. Do you remember what it was? Without, of course, rewinding this and listening again, right now, instantly off the top of your head, do you remember what I said I was giving away? If you don't, that is supposed to demonstrate and illustrate what I've been talking about for the last half hour. So other than that, I uh all I can say is until next time, I'm out of here. So what did you think of this episode? You can go on over to the earnestmanshow.com find this particular episode number and leave a comment for me and the rest of the world just below the player in the comments section. And additionally, unlike platforms such as this, I do not treat you or want to treat you as a child. I don't want to tell you what language you can use. I don't want to prescribe what are good words or what are "Mm, those bad words, I want you to have a freedom to express yourself exactly the way you wish. Until next time, this is Ernest Mann reminding you that there are no bad words, only bad actions.